Removing the confusion from RV roof vents, escape hatches, and high-velocity fans is the lesson in today's staying on the road. And in Enjoying the RV Life segment, we're going to talk about the five reasons to RV near your hometown. And once again, we're going to go on a road trip, and this week we're going to go visit the strange roadside attractions in the U.S. in the next stop. And now we're going to wrap up the show with RV Envy, and in this segment we're going to talk about RV surge protectors. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast, delivering the smarts you need to enjoy the freedom of the RV lifestyle without the fear of breaking down. And today's episode is number 137, so let's get to it. So, Alexis, are you ready to go today? I am ready to rumble. <laughs> ready to rumble. I like it. Yeah. Mm. A lot of rumbling going on in the world today, too. That's so true. So, we got to ignore what's happening in the world and focus on enjoying the Army That's life. right. Yep. You know, even if you're buried in the, the end of fall, winter, and you can't do a lot, just think about the springtime and what yeah, you can do. Yeah, plan your trip now. That's right. Get the RV ready. But if you're able to travel in the wintertime, then, man, enjoy it. More power to you. <laughs> Get about all the garbage in the world. It won't do any good thinking about it. That's right. <laughs> all right. So we're still one of the top-rated podcasts on Player FM. Mm-hmm. Just to remind everybody. Exciting. Scratching up the ladder, <laughs> as they say. So last week... Or no, last episode, 136, we talked about some of the things, you know, buying a new RV. Here's one that just dawned on me. Okay. Customer came in, he bought a used RV, you know, it was almost new. And the dealership, this is interesting. The dealership said you can't check out the RV until after you purchase it. Excuse me? They said, in <laughs> fact, we don't even check out the RV until you purchase it. Now, it's a used RV. So they, they're they selling a used RV with problems. Wow. And so the guy says, you know, he is a little leery of it, but he liked the RV. So after he purchases it, they go through and check it out, and they find some things wrong, and they fix them. <laughs> I don't know how that works, you know? Okay. So there must be X amount of dollars just built into the price. Sure. Or they or they know what's wrong with it, and they're just telling you they don't. Mm. So they look like heroes when they fix something. But they wouldn't go on the roof and inspect it, and they wouldn't allow him to go on the roof. Mm-mm. And he, they wouldn't allow an inspector to go on the roof either. I would have walked away. So no one could go on the roof to inspect it. And... You know, drum roll, please. <laughs> so he buys the RV, and guess what's wrong? There's problems with the roof. Mm-hmm. There's soft spots all over the roof. So, and he goes, I, I shouldn't have bought it. He goes, I really liked it, got caught up in the moment. And that's exactly what happens. You get caught up in the moment. So he bought an RV with roof problems. Now, he's probably going to be able to skate with these problems for a while. Soft spots aren't the end of the world. But it does indicate there's either been leaks or there's a problem with the wood. So beware. You know, if you can't look at an RV and check it out thoroughly before you buy it, especially going up on the roof, don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it, man. Run for the hills. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's my one bit of advice today. <laughs> now, let's enjoy the RV life. 
And let's talk about that. So five reasons to RV near your hometown. Yeah. So wherever your hometown is, we're going to give you five reasons why to stay put. The Alexis, (laughs) rattle them off. Not that we're trying to tell you to stay home, but you know, it's an option. (laughs) For one, it's convenient and accessible. So it means you don't have to go a long distance to enjoy your RV, um, which means you could spend more time actually in it, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, makes it easy to make a quick getaway for the weekend. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> right. So what other <clears throat> things are there that are going to be beneficial to well, stay near home? Yeah, you're going to save money, definitely, on fuel and travel expenses, on food. Um, you won't need a big budget. You won't need, you know, um, to map out a long road trip. And additionally, you'll be able to, you know, take special advantage of maybe... Offers at the campgrounds or RV parks in your area. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do that. So that's kind of cool. And then just, you know, two, number three is exploring your backyard. Maybe you've lived somewhere a long time and haven't really gotten into the area or you're new to the area and you just want to check out what's going on. So that can be a really good way to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. So you don't have to go far. You can right. keep it easy, save some money. And it also... When you're staying near home, you have shorter shorter travel times. Yeah, less stress. You yep. know, you can get to where you're going in an hour or two hours before you Yeah, go. yeah, exactly. Where we live here, you can be out camping in an hour. You know? Oh, my gosh, easy. So yeah. other places, you might have to drive out of the city, but you can mm-hmm. be in someplace nice to camp in maybe two or three hours. Yep, exactly. And then it's also a great way to just have a quick getaway. Yeah, you know, Maybe yeah. you can't go on a big trip. Um Right. You can do some little trips, micro vacations, if you will. Yeah. Bring the family. When the family's together, generally there's bonding going on mm-hmm. or yelling and screaming, depending on the family. Yeah. Well, however you, know, you bond. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, today's modern family. Everybody's on their phone anyways. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it gives you time to bond and get the kids out of the house and yeah. everybody to do something different. And, nice. you know, a lot of times kids just don't like doing things with their parents. But, you know, getting out exploring, we've <laughs> talked about making the trip, you know, kind of for them. Yep. You know, adjusting to their their needs, I yeah. guess, can yeah. make it more fun. Yep. You know, then later on in life, they'll appreciate it. They if will. Their parents did something with them. They'll guarantee other friends aren't getting that kind of stuff. That's right. You know, so you be the good parents. Yeah. And if you don't have kids at home, then great. You can just enjoy it that much more. Take your you pets. Know, do what you want to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So those are five reasons to RV near your hometown. And, of course, they'll be on our website um, under the Enjoying the RV Life section on the website. You can't miss it. And then all the articles are there. And a few episodes back, we talked about the new Freightliner windshield cover kit that SunPro Manufacturing has come out with. It's solid black. It's a hundred percent block out, so people can't see in during the day or night. When you have your lights on inside the RV, they can't see in. So many of our customers have been asking for it at SunPro, and it is available now. If you go to SunProMFG.com, you can find it on the website under the Class B or excuse me, Class C windshield covers. They are awesome, and they're for the Freightliner S2 RV and the Freightliner M2 any years. Now, that's going to bring us to staying on the road, and today we're going to talk about RV roof vents and escape hatches and even high-velocity fans. We're not going to spend a lot of time on those. Those are kind of an animal all to their own, and escape hatches and vents are as well, but they 
the confusion is they get kind of mixed up, but it's replacement parts for them. And I can see why it is the way they name vents and the call out sizes and stuff. You know, you own an RV, you get in and out of it. You look up at the ceiling, you open and close the vent. And to you, that's the only vent that's available. You know, unless you've owned our other RVs and you've seen other vents, you know, if you've owned RVs since let's say the eighties, you've seen them transition to from then to now. But if you just bought a new RV, you're only seeing one type of vent and it's on your RV. So to think that that's the only vent on your RV makes absolute sense, but it's not. There's many different vent lids out there. Now on newer RVs, yeah, it narrows the field down to just um, a couple different styles. But a lot of people go into a store, they don't really know the year of their RV or they're not sure. And it makes it more confusing trying to determine what they need for the lid on a regular vent. And it's called a 14 by 14 vent. But the lid is not 14 by 14. They're 13 and a half by 13 and a half. So you could round that up. Some of them are 13, some of them are 14. They're different, but that's just the name of the vent. So you can't just say, I got a 14 by 14 vent. It still begs the question of which lid do you have? So we're trying to get the confusion out of it. That's why we're talking about this. Like I said, newer RVs are down to two. Even in our store, sometimes we get caught in the same old mantra. Well, what vent lid or what hinge do you have? Because the hinge is what dictates the lid that goes back on there. It doesn't matter the size of the lid. doesn't matter what color it is. doesn't matter anything. The hinge is the only thing that matters. When you know what hinge you have, the lid corresponds with the hinge and so does everything else on the vent. So the operator will work with it. The screen will work with it. Everything works with it when you get the hinge right. So just remember that the hinge is the, the key to this whole thing. You know what hinge you have? then that's the lid you get. You don't have to worry about anything else. Everything just falls together. And so we find ourselves, you know, going over this, explaining it quite often, and that's fine. That's just part of it because, like I said, you know, you own your RV, you see what's there, and it just seems like that's what they all would have. But that's not the case. So today you have vent line with a couple different lids. The Elixir vent, which, well, actually hangs Elixir, it's the same as the vent line, um... I guess you'd call it the old style now because Ventline also has one with a wedge in it. The old style Ventline is the same as the new style hang. See how confusing this gets? But the hinge is like a piece of galvanized tin that's folded around. It's kind of oval. It's not round, but it's folded. It has two little tang or a tang on each end that you'd bend to hold it on rather than a screw. Then the, the Ventline has the wedge style as well, which is pretty unto itself doesn't look like anything else and that's the thing with all these vent lids the the lids all are very individual they don't look like any other one so it's really hard to confuse it if you have a picture or you're you know what brand it is that's kind of the the vent lid you know the regular 14 by 14 vent in a nutshell understanding the hinge but now maybe you don't need the lid you need the operator well you have to replace the operator so more than likely, you're not going to know what brand vent you have. So just take the operator out and take it to the store or get a real good picture of it so the guy at the store can see it, and then he can sell you the right part. You know, it's easy to return things, but it's a waste of time. 
and it does cost money. It takes, you know, time, energy, and it's an expense. A picture of that, a picture of everything is good. And then once you get this stuff, maybe write it down somewhere in that journal I've talked about or the ledger or something, keeping track of these things. That way, when you go back to the store, you can just ask for it when that, in, you know, several months or several years when that new lid starts falling apart again or someone steps through it, whatever it might be. So that's your typical 14 by 14 vent. And even if it's a powered one, it's going to have a, like a small seven inch blade in it or five inch. I forget the dimension. It's a smaller blade. You know, it doesn't, it usually sits off to one side in the, the vent, maybe in the center, but it's smaller. It separates itself from the high velocity fans, which have a very large blade. It's about 10 inches is round. It usually has a border around the outside edge of it. Sometimes they're clear and those things move at high velocity. They suck a ton of air out. You know, when it's on, you could be at the other end of the RV and you can feel the air moving. So that's the difference between like a regular 14 by 14 in a high velocity vent that would fit in the same hole as that. The cutout size of the roof is all the same. So they're very interchangeable. And the high velocity fans, like fantastic uh, fan is one made by Dometic. And then Max Fan is another one. They move a ton of air. They're very well worth the money. I mean, they, they will pick up little children and dogs if you're not careful. <laughs> so they're worth having. You know, you can get the air moving through the RV if you need to cool it down. Or maybe you made something in the kitchen that just you know, should have made and get that air out. So they work great. So they're different. And they take different lids, different parts. But generally, they're built better, too. Their parts last longer. The lids last longer. But when you go to replace it, they're generally more money, too. But, hey, that's life. You know, sometimes you buy something better, things cost more down the road. All right, so that's roof vents in a nutshell. Now, let's talk about escape hatches. Now, escape hatches are a completely different animal. These are called escape hatches, exit vents things like that. So in case of a fire or something in the RV and you got to get out, you're going to climb through that baby. Now that in itself is a joke. Some of these things, by the time you got out on the roof and jumped off to the ground, you'd be better off dying in the fire, you know, break your hips, your ankle, your elbow, your wrist, (laughs) but I'm alive. Can't walk, but I'm alive. So I'm just joking here. So they do have a purpose and, you know, you do have exit windows on RVs as well. Sometimes they don't have an escape hatch. So the windows will pop out. Same thing though, you know, climbing out a window and falling to the ground. Yeah, we're going to run right to that. Now, what makes escape hatches a little confusing is over the years, some brands have come and gone and they're still floating around out there and they're not made anymore or they're made, but they're just not very common and they look very similar to another brand. So basically you have Hangs Elixir, Jensen, and Ventline. Those names sound familiar because they all made 14 by 14 vents as well. Now, one thing that makes them a little confusing is the call-out sizes. Like a, uh, there's a 13 by 20, a 15 by 20, a 17 by 24, or 26, there's different sizes and they're call out sizes. So it's not the size of the lid. It's not the size of the hole in the roof. Some will just buy, they look at the size, oh, you know, 15 by 20, that's what I need. And it's not what they need. Their, their vent side is actually a little bit smaller. This printing is so small, I can't even read it. Um, but that's okay. I'm, I have a little chart here with all the numbers. 
So you have to do a little research to determine what one you have in order to get the right lid. And when we get orders, let's say on our website or someone wants to, or they call us want to order a, a vent lid or an escape hatch lid, we have them get the measurements because 90% of the time when they order online, they order it wrong. 90% when they call and they say, this is what I need, they don't need, they need something else. So we've become very good at this. We have a chart. Our website explains what the lid is. So people order it right. But even with the information, sometimes it's still misunderstood and they get it wrong. So Hangs Elixir vents are pretty easy. They all have a C channel for a hinge. You know, it looks like a C and it slides over another hinge, right? A solid rod. And then it opens and closes. So those are pretty simple. It's just you have to measure the lid or the flange or the hole in the roof to get the right lid. So if the lid's still intact, don't measure anything else, just measure the lid. And that gets you head in the right direction. Now, if your lid measures 26 and a quarter by 26 and a quarter or 26 by 26, there's two different hinges. So depending on the year of the RV, it could be an old style hinge or a new style hinge. And sometimes people like to order the new style just thinking, well, my RV's got to have a new style on it because it's, well, it's not that old. You know, it's the 2000 and whatever, 2000. Well, I don't know in the year things got cut off, but sometimes we see this old style one on fairly new RVs, or we have, because they're laying around the factory and someone found it and threw it in. We've seen it on Lance Campers. I know on Lance Campers it's happened. And they've told the customer, no, you have the new style when they didn't. They had the old style. And I'm not bashing Lance. These things happen. So the old style hinge is a taller hinge than the new style one. And the lid might be the same size. All the components might be the same size or the same type. But the hinge makes a difference and they're not interchangeable. You cannot do it. So you have to get the right one. And then Jensen has their lids too where they have what is called a Pac-Man hinge that looks like a little Pac-Man guy. It's a circle with a little triangle taken out of it, right? Like a piece of pie is missing. So they have that hinge. And so they have lid sizes like a 26 by 26, but it has a Pac-Man hinge. So it's different than a Hangs Elixir. They also have one with a piano hinge on it. A piano hinge is a long hinge, like a door hinge, except it's long. A lot of people don't understand what a piano hinge is. You know, it's like the lid on a piano. It's got that long hinge. So they have their own hinge system. Then, of course, Ventline, they had a 20, uh, 20, no, 24 by 24 and a 15 by 24 that they're no longer available. And so if you have one of those, you have no option to get a new lid. You can make a new lid out of aluminum or sheet metal. It won't open or close, but that's an option. And you have to remember that impedes you or stops you from getting out of that in case of an emergency. So you have to do that with caution or you replace the lid or the vent and go to an Elixir new style uh, vent. You'll have to make the hole in the roof a little bit bigger, but it's not the end of the world. It's very doable. And that vent line lid is just a piece of junk to begin with as Good they did away with it because they are doing a disservice to the industry. By discontinuing it, though, they leave people out there with these vents that don't know what to do or how to deal with it. So making one out a new lid out of aluminum or sheet metal is the option. I had an RV that had one on there, and that's exactly what I did. 
I remember replacing the lid and the replacement was worse than the one that was broken. You know, I was like, what is this? You know, get another one. It's the same way. They're all warped and hardly even make a seal. So <laughs> they were bad to begin with. So that's the escape hatch and vent confusion that hopefully has helped you with that. You know, the bottom line is that hinge and understanding it. And that when you go to a store, the hinge is the thing. Now, some guys might ask for measurements and all these other things. I don't know what they're doing out there, but the hinge is really the thing. You know, you can get into micro measurements and look at this, look at that, but why not just look at the hinge? One thing explains it all. If you go to a store and they start asking you for measurements for your 14 by 14 vent, which is every RV has these. There's one in the bathroom. There's one in the living room. Every RV has these. You know, just look at the hinge. Escape hatches, not all RVs have them. A lot of new ones don't. They have escape windows. So if you have an escape hatch, measure the lid. If that's not if that's not available, then measure the flange. I don't think I measured that. So you go up on the roof, and the flange is where the screws hold it to the roof. Peel off the sealant, you know, so you can get both dimensions and take that into a store, and that will work. Or call us, and we'll tell you what you need. We've got this figured out because it's such a huge issue out there. In fact, we actually, or I actually made a list for Elixir because they had notes cobbled together and couldn't even answer the question. So I sent it to them a long time ago. <laughs> That's how pathetic it is sometimes <laughs> when you got to come to me now. <laughs> All right. So that's going to conclude staying on the road today. And again, just a reminder, check out the slide out fabrics on sun pro manufacturing and also the new windshield cover for the S2 RV and the M2 RV with 100% block out. If you have a Freightliner chassis, you've got to look at this for the M2 and S2 RV. Now, let's go to the next stop. And Alexis is going to take us to the strange roadside attraction. Yes, I am. <laughs> mm. This was really fun to research and write. <laughs> Oh, there's so much in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. I only mentioned a few, but there's like, I think on there, it's like mm, probably at least 50 on the website. So you're going to have to check that out later. But uh, the couple that I did mention um, would be <laughs> the one is the world's biggest ball of paint. <laughs> it's in Indiana. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's massive. Um, it started as a baseball. It was actually a baseball and they coated it with Call more colors and more colors and more colors. So now it's a giant and it's very cool. Could you imagine being able to brag to your friends that you saw the world's biggest ball of paint? Yeah, they'd probably punch you in the face. Be like, shut up. Really? You did? No way. Hopefully you bring them along. You got to get a selfie next to it and everything. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the other one, um, this one's cool. It's in Maine. It's called Wild Blueberry Land. And when you see pictures of it online, it is a blue as blue can be everything is blue there's windmills and it's an out so it's an outside village um it's just really cool there's blueberry treats that you can buy there but everything is this vivid blue color it's kind of unreal looking it's really neat (laughs) blueberry land blueberry land now here's one that caught my attention this is awesome yeah visiting the pez Visitor Center in Orange, Connecticut. Yeah, it's really neat. <laughs> now, that's Pez, P-E-Z. Correct. So the Pez candy dispensers. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the little 
thing that holds yeah. the candy, like the magazine. Yep. And the head pops back. That's right. So for those of you that forgot what a Pez dispenser was, that's what it is. And yeah. if you don't know, well, you got to check it out. Yeah, there's some. Now, cool. that has my attention. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a cool place, too. I looked it up online. It's super colorful inside. It's just, yeah, we might have to make that a stop. Hi, Eric. <laughs> yeah, boy, Connecticut's kind of far. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember in the area, though. Yeah. I've been in that area, too, and I didn't know. Oh, man, yeah. Man, what a pathetic loser. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Pez is pretty cool. So that's great. That's a fun place to go. You know, just nostalgia. Yeah, Have a good time with it. And you can buy Pez dispensers for all your kids, grandkids. So much fun. For me. Send them to me. Yes. Do it. In fact, you know, just any kind, especially the older ones, just buy them, send them to me. I'll take them and put them to good use. In fact, we'll put them in the background of our video, you know. Exactly. We will, too. We will put up every Pez dispenser that gets sent to us. It will be in every video we do. It's a call to action. How's that? There's a call to action. All right. (laughs) Call for Pez dispensers. That would be awesome. (laughs) The world is calling for so much more. We're calling for Pez dispensers. That's all. All right. Now, that's going to top off that portion of the show. And as a reminder, check out RV Destinations Magazine. Go to their website, rvdestinationsmagazine.com. Vivid Magazine. The pictures are just unbelievable. You've got to look at it. And we highly recommend getting a subscription to it. It's a quality magazine. And you just don't find quality anymore. It's so hard to find out there. But these guys... Randy and his wife are doing it. So rvdestinationsmagazine.com. Now that brings us to RV Envy. And today we're going to talk about surge protectors and why they are a lifesaver. So a lot of people don't buy surge protectors because they really don't feel they need it. And maybe they haven't had a problem. Maybe they stay at, you know, very new RV parks where the electronics or the electrical system is, you know, very up to date not as susceptible to surges, but it can still happen. Older RV parks maybe have more problems. Older communities, you know, the electricity maybe comes and goes. But, you know, a customer came in the other day and his surge protector wasn't working. And after taking it apart, it's discovered that, well, it did was working and it took a hit and it killed it. So that's the point of the surge protector. Sometimes you don't even realize you had a surge until later on, you know, the surge protector saved it. In this case, it saved the guy. So when a surger hits your RV, you know, it can wipe out the converter, the microwave is going to depend on what fails along the way. That's going to stop that flow of electricity, but you could be, you know, $500, you could be a thousand dollars. You could be a couple thousand dollars in repairs. And one of the things that really sucks when you get hit by a surge is if it ruins your microwave oven, because the microwave is most of the time built in, and they're a very special dimension to your RV. And more than likely, you're not going to be able to just go out and buy a new microwave that's going to fit in that hole. It seems like they find microwaves that don't fit in anything. Oh, this will go in the RV. Yeah, this doesn't fit anything. Let's put it in here. There's only two of them made, too. Oh, good. They Now they can't get a replacement down the road. <laughs> Pardon my sarcasm there. But that's what it seems like. Dometic used to make microwaves, so RVs were filled with Dometic microwaves. They're out of the business. So if you got a Dometic microwave, you have to find something to fit in the hole. And, you know, sometimes you just can't do it, and you have to get a countertop model or make one work inside the hole, you know. So that's where a surge protector 
can save a lot of grief and headache. Not to mention, you know, when you get hit with a power surge, it can ruin the trip altogether. Everything's just, that's it, you're done. So surge protectors can be built into the RV, which sometimes it's very hard to build them in after the RV's done. You know, to put it in there. You got to have space for it. You got to be able to access it. You know, you have to be able to get to it and see it where you can get other ones that just plug right into your power cord and plug into the pedestal at the park. Those are simple, easy, less expensive. If it does take a hit and you have to replace it, much easier to do than having one that's built in. And everything's right in front of you. And I don't think they're going to get stolen like a lot of people do. Some of them have a little ring on it that you can lock to the pedestal or lock it to something else, making it less desirable to steal, which maybe that's all you need. So check it out. And you want to buy the the, the surge protector that's for your RV um, power service. If you have a 30-amp service, buy a 30-amp surge protector. If you have 50-amp, buy a 50-amp surge protector. And there you go. You're covered. And as a reminder, I'm asking you to check out our channel on YouTube. It's the Smart RVer channel on YouTube. Tons of videos. In fact, we're going to do one of the surge protectors. That's on our list. In fact, it's coming up very quickly. So it might be out by the time we actually, this podcast is published. Here I am talking about the future again on this podcast when I shouldn't be because if no one knows, it's just there. It's like magic. Wow, how these guys do this? <laughs> like a big TV station. <laughs> Or no, radio station. Anyway, the video will come. It's on our list. So that's going to bring our episode to a conclusion. Next episode is going to be number 138, and we're going to talk about RV skylights. So there's a difference between the 14 by 14 vents and escape hatches. Those are not skylights. Those are vents. So episode 138, we're going to talk about skylights. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer Podcast. It's been great hanging out with you. If I don't see you on the road, let's connect at the smartrver.com.